Hi there, welcome back. Hmm. National one sixty nine. I'm eating some fruit bread. You cannot forfeit the tool of Republican unity. It was fruit not bread necessary that I made. to do. Is speaker lying about the way he's advertising this bill? Yes, he's lying. But the bill is chock full of things that are that are cosmetic and artificial that have the same exact effect. McCarthy has lost some trust in how this has been happening. What I said was we got to re-look at how our leadership structure is in place, something like that, on Glenn's show, because we can't do what we're doing right now. Um, we were being very successful for five months. This was a mistake. We abandoned the structure that was making us successful, so we're going to have to rethink it all. Right. What was emphatically clear in all of our conversations in January was that... Do you see that Ron DeSantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump? Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? Ron DeSantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump. Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? <laughs> Ron DeSantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump. Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? And I do want to thank the uh, president's team that he put together. Very professional, very smart. Huh. Um, very uh -huh. strong beliefs that are different than ours, and I think at the end of the day, people can look together to be able to pass this in the House and the Senate together to sign it and send it to the president. I do want to thank the uh, president's team that he put together, very professional, very smart, um, very strong beliefs that are different than ours, and I think at the end of the day, people can... You should, like, throw it across the house. <laughs> he got, I don't know why he got mad. He just started yelling at me, and he started throwing me... So Donald Trump Jr. was trying to attack Ron DeSantis on his podcast, and he accidentally misread the script and attacked his own father. Mm -hmm. You got to see this. Trump has the charisma of a mortician and the energy that makes Jeb Bush look like an Olympian. Trump has the charisma of a mortician. <laughs> it's too good. Hey, if you like these short mm -hmm. clips, make sure you go right now and subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, you know where you get your podcasts. Yeah, Go subscribe yeah, yeah. right now. Midas Touch. So, <laughs> so Donald, so President Biden is already out with a rapid response ad trolling Ron DeSantis for his humiliating campaign launch done on a Twitter space today where it was full of glitches and reverb and echoes. And it was just a complete and total disaster. Watch this ad from President Biden. That was something that, that we were very proud to do. So I would embrace proposals, um, you know, like Paul Ryan offered. I'm not, I'm not a candidate. <laughs> now that is how it's done. Hey, so Marjorie Taylor Greene just got... When a president has empathy, compassion... So... Okay. See if there's anything new from my touch. Trump caught grifting off his own indictment one hour ago. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Soupy. Especially Soupy Today. 
almost like a clam chatter. My name is Brian Karam and uh, a longtime White House correspondent here to talk to you about what happened. Caught to grifting Donald off Trump. his own indictment. Okay, we know he's indicted down in Florida. Federal grand jury has indicted him. 38 counts doing with a Mar-a-Lago investigation and classified documents. But today, those documents were unsealed. And frightening as they were, it was as horrific as one could imagine. But this is Donald Trump. And we cannot overstate this. This is frightening. Donald Trump, a former president of the United States, counting 30, facing 38 counts, right, 31 of them his, of uh, <clears throat> holding, withholding classified documents and charges related to those documents. Let's start with what, uh, it, and it's a masterful indictment, too. Jack Smith came out today and said, urged everyone to read the prosecutor and he urged everyone to read the document and I do too but I will highlight a few things for you because it's let's just get to it he starts out by using Donald Trump's own words against him masterful in that he says Donald Trump in August 18th of 2016 running for the president of the United States said in my administration I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information no one will be above the law also said in September of 2016, we also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence and then protecting, protecting our classified secrets. And this is the telltale sign. You can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. Then Smith goes on to use his words against him again. In July, Trump said, um, let's see, in 2019, let's, well, we'll go to the exact thing. He said in a, that a diligent search was conducted of the boxes that were moved from the White House to Florida. Any and all responsive documents accompanying this certification have been given over to the government. And here's the telltale sign here. These statements were false. Because among other reasons, Trump had already directed boxes to be moved. So uh, Donald Trump's words used against him. This is a... This is a problem of his own making. Look, it works this way, folks. When government officials move, and, you know, whole office holders, they move the president of the United States in and out of the Oval Office and, and the uh, residents very quickly. Many vans pull up, hundreds of people unload, load, put things away. Stuff happens, right? So usually what happens is the National Archives goes back through, you know, weeks, days, months later and goes, all right, look, we sent this here, we sent that there. By the way, he never got it back from you. Could you check and see if you got it? Real simple procedure. They're very lax about us. They're not coming after you. They realize we're people. We've all moved. You and I have moved, and we put things in boxes and haven't found them. Right? Well, these are classified documents. So they go, well, we've got to get them back. Could you please return them? And mostly everybody does. Only Donald Trump lied about having them, said that it was a put-up job, I, the FBI was setting him up. Then he said that he did have them, and he said that he could keep them, that they were his. He lied every step of the way. This indictment outlines all of it. Here's the thing. He, on two occasions, showed them to people, and one time, knowing they were classified documents, remember, he classified them in his head, but he knew they were classified because he told someone looking at the documents, and this was a representative of his own political action committee, he said, look, don't get too close. And like they were on fire. You know, these are classified. Don't get too close. What were the documents that he took? This indictment outlines seven very specific documents that were taken. Guess where they came from? Central Intelligence Agency, 
Department of Defense, National Security Agency, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the National Reconnaissance Office, the Department of Energy, and the Department of State and Bureau of Intelligence and Research. Did he just take these documents for bragging rights? Yeah. What was the purpose? Well, he was meeting with the Saudis that weekend, and that's just speculation as to why the uh, search came as it did. But nonetheless, Donald Trump took the documents. This outlines where he lied. The indictment is as frightening and as condemning and damning as anything I've ever seen in 40 years of covering politics. This is far worse than what Richard Nixon did. This is far worse than anything that any president has ever done. Yeah. Today, Jack Smith said he wanted a quick and speedy trial. We all know Donald Trump is going to try and stretch this out as long as he can. And what is Donald Trump's ultimate seven indictment watch updates Take a look at this. This morning, to his rabid followers, Donald Trump sent out a plea that said, They're coming after me. Please buy my t shirt. Uh -huh. Donald Trump I is always about the drift. Donald Trump doesn't care about you. Donald Trump doesn't care about us. He cares so much about the national secrets of our own country. But he hit him in a bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. There's that picture. At the end of the day, people who put their lives on the line for this country are snubbed by a president many of them support. I don't know how you do it. I don't know why you do it. I only know that at the end of the day, if you read this indictment, take Donald Trump's name off of it. Put your name on it. Put my name on it. Put anyone else's name on it. Read it. Tell me what you think. Take Donald Trump out of the equation. This is the most egregious offense an office holder in this country has ever perpetrated on our country. No one is above the law, including Donald Trump. Thanks. I'll catch you next time. My name is Brian Karam. You can see me in the White House. My uh, column is at salon.com. Name of the podcast is Just Ask the Question, wherever fine podcasts are sold. And of course, you can read the book, read the press. Peace, people. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report. Than anything that any president has ever done. Today, Jack Smith said he wanted a quick and speedy trial. We all know Donald Trump is going to try and stretch this out as long as he can. And what is Donald Trump's ultimate goal? Take a look at this. This morning, to his rabid followers, Donald Trump sent out a plea that said, They're coming after me. Please buy my t shirt. Hi. Donald Trump is always about the grift. Donald Trump doesn't care about you. 
Donald Trump doesn't care about us. He cares so much about the national secrets of our own country that he hid him in a bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. There's that picture. end of the day, people who put their lives on the line for this country are snubbed by a president many of them support. I don't know how you do it. I don't know why you do it. I only know that at the end of the day, if you read this indictment, take Donald Trump's name off of it, put your name on it, put my name on it, put anyone else's name on it, read it, tell me what you think. Donald Trump out of the equation. This is the most egregious. offense an office holder in this country has ever perpetrated on our country. No one is above the law, including Donald Trump. See what the other comments are. The same people that give Trump money also complain about having to pay tax. Props to Jack Smith for never letting up and taking Trump down hard. Who are surprised everyone knows that Trump is all about thrifting? Yep, this is what happens when a narcissist runs government affairs the same way he ran Trump University. Trump for prison 2023. No, how about Trump for prison 2020? Trump is an expert at creating troubles for himself. This man has zero shame. It's truly appalling. It's now clear that Donnie has the mind of a toddler. They treated the documents like a show and tell in kindergarten. Trump has completely dismissed the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, remember he wanted it terminated. Including Trump's statements was brilliant. Jack Smith urged everyone to read. That leaves out Donnie and his call, cult of weirdos. I wouldn't give Trump a penny. I hope Trump is found guilty of all 38 counts and Nafa is found guilty for all six counts. I hope Trump gets 20 plus years in prison and not a close to it. Thank you, Jack Smith, and your amazing team for indicting Trump and Rata. You all are American heroes. I'm going to Right. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're all caught up. Nothing new to watch. I uh, dissect Trump's speech. Trump's is two weeks ago. Mea culpa. Mm. 
Listen, my man, baby, don't laugh at me. Tell you my story, don't grab me, yeah. Shorts. Okay. There's so many photos of ancient Egyptians smelling this flower. Well, it turns out that the ancient Egyptians may have used psychedelics to connect with the divine. Many ancient texts and hieroglyphics depict the use of plants such as blue lotus, mandrake, and henbane in religious ceremonies and healing practices. These plants contain psychoactive compounds that can induce hallucinations and altered perceptions. In fact, some scholars believe that the ancient Egyptians used psychedelics to communicate with their gods and goddesses and to access spiritual realms. These experiences were often facilitated by priests and priestesses who acted as guides and interpreters. The use of psychedelics in ancient Egypt was not only limited to religious ceremonies, but also extended to medicinal purposes. Plants such as mandrake were used to treat pain and induce sleep, while blue lotus was used as an aphrodisiac. To connect with your true power, why are there so many photos of ancient Egyptians smelling this flower? Well, it turns out that the ancient Egyptians may have used psychedelics to connect with the divine. Many ancient texts and hieroglyphics depict the use of plants such as blue lotus, mandrake, and henbane in religious ceremonies and healing practices. These mandrake. I'm only looking at, no matter what, the, I'm only looking at, no matter what the hell happens to your life. You must know how to make it into an advantage, not into a disadvantage. What may happen to you is not 100% controlled by you. What you make out of it is 100% yours. Isn't it? I'm only looking at... You can't hug a man there if you're not married to the man. And so when we were leaving, there was this one guy that was so freaking cute. I was just like, bye. Because I just wanted to have this one last moment to, like, stay over the moment with him. And I didn't know that he was a cop. And I went to give him a hug. And it's like, literally, like, I almost felt like time stopped in Dubai. I felt like everything froze. And, like, every single person turned around in slow motion, like, no. <laughs> and everyone in my team thought I was about to be put in jail. It was For hugging? Yes, it was, it was the scariest thing. You can't hug a man there if you're not married to the man. And so when we were leaving, there was this one guy that was so freaking cute. I was just like, bye. Because I just wanted to have this one last moment to, like, stay over the moment with him. And I didn't know that he was a cop. And I went to give him a hug. And it's like, literally, like, I almost felt like time stopped in Dubai. <laughs> Where's this shit? Where's car parking shit? <laughs> Your beloved NGO, someone liked my comment. Recommended. They recommended? 
MTG makes most pathetic defensive Trump. What's up, everyone? Coach D speaks here. So One I'm sure ago. everyone knows about Donald Trump being investigated for the classified documents found in his home in Mar-a-Lago. I'm sure you've seen his statements about it, and I'm sure you've heard him speak about the differences between his investigation and Joe Biden's investigation. Oh, poor baby. Well, recently, Marjorie Taylor Greene was asked about the imminent indictments of Donald Trump for these classified documents found in his home in Mar-a-Lago. Here's what she had to say. One of the most desperate moves by conservatives is either deflection or whataboutism. Yeah. She didn't say Donald Trump shouldn't be indicted as he has done nothing wrong. She instead went to, well, what about Joe Biden? When is he going to be investigated for his classified documents? Which, let me tell you, We're probably Joe Biden fucking planted. is being investigated for that. He has been investigated for it since he pointed out that he had classified documents. That's the difference between his case and Donald Trump's case. Then she says, when is he going to be indicted? He's not going to be indicted because he has 100% cooperated with the entire investigation. But let me let her go on, because she goes on to blatant racism and more deflection. She is basically a lemming or surrogate for Donald Trump at this point because she is regurgitating all of his talking points. She called it the Department of Injustice, as if we've never heard Donald Trump say things like that before. Remember when he called the January 6th Select Committee the Unselect Committee? I mean, he does it all the time. Then she says Joe Biden has classified documents on garage floors and in Chinatown here in Washington, D.C. Make no mistake about it. When Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump say that Joe Biden has classified documents in Chinatown, they're evoking the word China because they, one, want their supporters to think that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are walking around Chinatown handing out classified documents. And two, they're being racist towards people from China. In one case, they tried to draw a relationship between one of Joe Biden's staffers, Katie Chung, and China. They assumed she was from China because of her last name, but she's from South Korea. Make no mistake about it. They know exactly what they are doing, and it's racism. They also leave out the fact that the documents are in an office that has been historically called Chinatown, but is no longer predominantly Chinese. But you see, that wouldn't get their base excited. So of course they leave that part out. But then she goes on with more whataboutisms and misinformation. And Joe Biden, look at him. He's been a senator, he's been a vice president, and now he's president. I think there should be the same across the board. But as far as Trump's concerned, indictment after indictment after indictment is exactly 
exactly how the Democrats abuse power here, and they do that this way election. They want to smear Jim Clark in the headlines so they can they can change public opinion and try to affect presidential elections. Um, we're not going to tolerate it. There's going to be there's going to be a big fight in the House with Republicans in the House, um, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and all these people that were used to weaponize these agencies and abuse their power. It's crazy how she says indictment after indictment after indictment. It's the way that the Democrats, you know, try and smear Donald Trump. No. Have you ever thought for a second that maybe the guy you are backing is actually a freaking criminal? I mean, a 100% crook. But of course she knows that. And then she says, we're going to have a big fight, you know, in the House. You've already tried to impeach Joe Biden multiple times. You've done it so much more now. You can't even, you've done it so many times now. You can't even get a co-sponsor. You're literally the only person yelling out impeach Joe Biden. You've had other Republicans admit you have no evidence or no grounds to impeach him. And then she talks about all these agencies being weaponized against Donald Trump. I love when she talks this, when she says these things about Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, as I've said many times, was appointed by Donald Trump. Donald Trump couldn't stop speaking in his graces and talking about how great Christopher Ray was going to be for Republicans and conservatives. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, she won't even mention that Christopher Ray is a Republican. Why would Christopher Ray, a person who got his job from Donald Trump, be weaponized against Donald Trump? Maybe he's just a crook. Maybe he's just a criminal. Maybe he's been a criminal all his life. Like he has been. We've known this. You go back to when he was, you know, you know, a, a slumlord and, and had all these dealings with with China and now with Saudi Arabia. I mean, the guy is a crook and you are, you are literally the band that played until the Titanic went down. That's what you are, Marjorie Taylor Greene, because you are going straight down with him. Here he is. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? No, you follow us now. He's been a vice president, and now he's president. I think there should be the same treatment across the board. But as far as Trump's concerned, indictment after indictment after indictment. how the Democrats abuse power here, and they do that to sway elections. They want to smear Jim Cochran in the headlines so they can, they can change. Yeah, let's see. Full episodes, live, nice touch. Yeah, Copa. It's gone sick. And I don't like the term woke because I hear woke, woke, woke. You know, it's like just a term that use half the people can't even define it. They don't know what it is. Wait, what was that? I hear woke. Okay, 
between all these. This is my Mitupa. I would talk to B. I white ancient Egyptian smell this flower. What? I can buy myself flowers. Let's see. Lost city of Tilmun found in ancient texts. Like all other important city-states of the Bronze Age Levant, the region roughly consisting of the modern nation-states of Israel, Palestine, Lebanon, this and Russia. The last Sumerian Ugaritz in the Anunnaki. I tried seeing this. Heard this. Anunnaki mixed our genes, the answers in the chromosomes. Mm, a short. I've already covered this, the Anunnaki theory they made us is exploring the ancient alien influence and its academic legacy. Simple answer, the aliens did it, Sumerian origins, the shorts. The aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens but also of the highly advanced knowledge that the alien leaders gave to them. The Sumerian rod and the ring of divine kingship symbolism. Carved stone stelas, seals, and other artistic pieces frequently show a god or a goddess handing over a rod and ring item to a new or reigning king. This is frequently shown as a type of gift to a ruler who is sacrificing or presenting something to the deities. The general impression from the carvings and accompanying tales indicates that this rod and ring bestows divine kingship to the recipient. Role of religion in Sumerian royalty. In this powerful ancient civilization, the priests and priestesses held much the same power as the king. They made and upheld laws, organized and lorded over the trade agreements, and held the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens, but also of the highly advanced knowledge that the alien leaders gave to them. The Sumerian rod and the ring of divine kingship symbolism. Carved stone stelas, seals, and other artistic pieces frequently show a god or goddess handing over a rod and ring item to a new or reigning king. 
This is frequently shown as a type of gift to a ruler who is sacrificing or presenting something to the deities. The general impression from the carvings and accompanying tales indicates that this rod and ring bestows divine kingship to the recipient. Role of religion in Sumerian royalty. In this powerful ancient civilization, the priests and priestesses held much the same power as the king. They made and upheld laws, organized and lorded over the trade agreements, and held the aliens did. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a population of gold miners, the alien rulers created Adam and Eve, which could be either the first two people ever, or representative of a group of people. The Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil, respectively gods of the earth and waters and of the air and earth, are the main forces in the Anunnaki under their father Anu, who was the top god. In the creation myth, it was Enki and Enlil who wanted to make people. They were supposedly alien genetic engineers creating their master race. The blending of Sumerian myths and the idea that the Anunnaki were actually extraterrestrial beings followed the same path. Instead of gods creating and then impregnating Eve for the first time, the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a population of gold miners, the alien rulers created Adam and Eve, which could be either the first two people ever, or representative of a group of people. The Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil, respectively gods of the earth and waters and of the air and earth, are the main forces in the Anunnaki under their father Anu, who was the top god. In the creation myth, it was Enki and Enlil who wanted to make people. They were supposedly alien genetic engineers creating their master race. The blending of Sumerian myths and the idea that the Anunnaki were actually extraterrestrial beings followed the same path. Instead of gods creating and then impregnating Eve for the first time, the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a population of gold miners, the alien rulers created Adam and Eve, which could be either the first two people ever, or representative of a group of people. The Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil, respectively gods of the earth and waters and of the air and earth, are the main forces in the Anunnaki under their father Anu, who was the top god. In the creation myth, it was Enki and Enlil who wanted to make people. They were supposedly alien genetic engineers creating their master race. The blending of Sumerian myths and the idea that the Anunnaki were actually extraterrestrial beings followed the same path. Instead of gods creating and then impregnating Eve for the first time, the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a population of gold miners, the alien rulers created Adam and Eve, which could be either the first two people ever, or representative of a group of people. The Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil, respectively gods of the earth and waters and of the air and earth, are the main forces in the Anunnaki under their father Anu, who was the top god. In the creation myth, it was Enki and Enlil who wanted to make people. They were supposedly alien genetic engineers creating their master race. 
The blending of Sumerian myths and the idea that the Anunnaki were actually extraterrestrial beings followed the same path. Instead of gods creating and then impregnating Eve for the first time, the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a population of gold miners, the alien rulers created Adam and Eve, which could be either the first two people ever or representative of a group of people. The Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil, respectively gods of the earth and waters and of the air and earth, are the main forces in the Anunnaki under their father Anu, who was the top god. In the creation myth, it was Enki and Enlil who wanted to make people. They were supposedly alien genetic engineers creating their master race. The blending of Sumerian myths and the idea that the Anunnaki were actually extraterrestrial beings followed the same path. Instead of gods creating and then impregnating Eve for the first time, the aliens did it in their attempt at getting the labor they needed to get the gold. The tree of creation was symbolic of not only the dawn of what the Bible calls Nephilim, offspring of humans and Anunnaki, angels or aliens. Why the Anunnaki? In their quest to create a pop, Anki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son, Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Kar life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life relation to God. Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Kar life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. 
I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Carlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. 
Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka's life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka's life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka's life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka's life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk.
Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wanderings. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wanderings. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wanderings. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wanderings. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Ka-life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk.
Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Car Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Car life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Car Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Car life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Car Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Car life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Car Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningish Zida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningish Zida have on Car life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Arwan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk.
Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Karlife's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningizida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningizida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningizida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningizida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningizida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningizida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk. Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard much about your skill in the art of seduction, but now I am convinced. Indeed, spare Ka-Life's life and send him to the ends of the earth. As he listened to his father speak, Marduk's anger turned to hilarity. In Eridu, Enki passed judgment on Cain, ordering him to relocate eastward to a land of wandering. Essence's Ningizida, the vital essence of Cain, was altered. He and his descendants need to be acknowledged. What impact did Ningizida have on Ka-Life? He journeyed to the land of wandering with his sister Awan and his Adina-based bride Cain. The Anunnaki sat and pondered. Without Abel and Cain, Enki also regretfully revealed a secret to his son Marduk.
Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. Hey there, guten Morgen, America. You good? Four in the morning, came without a warning. Remember that Night Ranger song? Marduk was shocked and overcome with laughter at this revelation. I had heard. Wait, hold on. Let's just check Marduk to see if any other words there. Frantic, scared traitor. 20, 21 seconds ago, Trump loses all control in new posts after indictment. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. After Donald Trump was criminally indicted by special counsel Jack Smith in federal court in Florida, Donald Trump went on his social media platform and Take continued him. to post and post deranged lies, threats at special counsel Jack Smith, threats at special counsel Jack Smith's wife. Uh, he on, spread man. conspiracy theories. He spread more lies about the 2020 election. He spread more lies about President Biden. He tried to amplify the lies of other MAGA Republicans. Because he posted so many things, I'm going to have to do this in two parts. So this will be part one of the vile messages that Donald Trump posted following the announcement and unsealing of the criminal indictment against him and Walt Nauta in federal court in the Southern District of Florida. Here is Donald Trump's first post. Yes, it is a dark day in America. We've said it often. There is no equal justice. There is no equal application of our laws. There's one set of rules for Democrats, another set of rules for Donald Trump and conservatives, and anybody especially in his orbit. Our system of justice has now been weaponized beyond belief, and this country is in serious trouble. He's saying that, or he's quoting MAGA Republican extremist propagandist Sean Hannity. It is is not a dark day. It is actually a day of law and order. And stealing our nuclear codes, stealing classified records, stealing top secret information, that has nothing to do with being a conservative. The criminality of MAGA Republicans, that's not a conservative ideology. It is a fascist ideology. And the MAGA Republicans want to wear a cape of conservatism or call themselves patriots or whatever it is. And they are neither of those things. They are extremists. And with the unsealed indictment, it lays out very specifically all of the ways Donald Trump tried to deceive the Department of Justice, all of the false statements made to the Department of Justice and the FBI, how horrifically Donald Trump was keeping these classified records, our nuclear secrets, information about foreign, foreign military assets and our own military assets. They were like in his bathroom, inside the shower, all over the floor. I mean, the the complaint, the unsealed indictment, lays it all out. Donald Trump's next post is quoting disgraced lawyer Alan Dershowitz, who goes, Do you know how serious that is when you have one Biden administration criminalizing the actions of the person Trump who threatens to undo 
the administration. That's absolutely not what happened at all. We have a set of laws, and you cannot steal classified records. You cannot try to overthrow our democracy. That, by the way, is still pending before another grand jury where Donald Trump will likely be uh, indicted. No, the criminalized actions are exactly what Donald Trump did here. He stole records that didn't belong to him. Sensitive compartmented information, classified records, national defense information. Then he obstructed justice. No one is above the law, and I know MAGA Republicans want to hoist this idiot fascist clown as their emperor, but that's not what our democracy is all about. And it is so utterly pathetic to see these MAGA Republicans make statements like that here in the United States of America. But I think the American people do get it. Here's the uh, next post that he makes. He's quoting Mark Levin. He goes, is this some kind of sick joke on the American people? Joe Biden says he never told them what to do. Joe Biden had to sign off on this becoming a National Archives case to have it go to the Department of Justice. Who does he think he's lying to the American people? This is a guy that's got documents from the time he was in the United States Senate in his garage. Look, Donald Trump had every opportunity even after he stole the classified records, to cooperate. And none of this would have happened. The reality is, and the difference is, between Donald Trump and when they try to compare him to anyone else, is intent. Donald Trump stole these records because he wanted to use them transactionally. I mean, look, in the unsealed indictment, it gives two instances one in July of 2021, the other in September of 2021, where Donald Trump was out there just bragging to kind of random people. We know about these two instances because they were recorded, but bragging to two kind of random people, these random people who were ghostwriting Mark Meadows books, showing them classified records, not just any classified records, an attack plan on Iran, he claimed it was, and just showing them. And then showing uh, another political individual, political action committee employee, a map uh, that uh, that that had military plans for attacking a foreign country. I mean, that's what Donald Trump engaged in, and he was bragging about it. He was obstructing justice. We have text messages from all of Donald Trump's uh, employees saying how they wanted to obstruct justice. I mean, it's all there. Intent is the key thing here, and again, it's because. This is how he sees himself. I'm not going to play you this ridiculous video, but this is how he projects himself. I mean, you know, he has these these uh, these videos of himself where he portrays himself as like an animal trying to hunt out people from the deep state. This is a delusional, delusional but very dangerous cult the Republican Party uh, has become. Here's another post that uh, Donald Trump makes. This one's about Jack Smith. This is the man who caused the lowest learner catastrophe with the IRS. He went after evangelicals and great Americans of faith. The United States had to apologize and pay major damages for what this deranged lunatic did. He had a unanimous loss in the Supreme Court. His wife is a Trump hater, just as he is a Trump hater, a deranged psycho that shouldn't be involved in any case having to do with justice other than to look at Biden as a criminal, which he is. Biden had records for years totally unsecured. 
even stolen when he was a senator. This is crazy. Just like Jack Smith, Lisa Monaco, and the man they sent to the DA's office, Matt Colangelo, it isn't America anymore. Under the Presidential Records Act, I'm allowed to do all this. Under the Clinton Sox case, the decision is clear. There was no crime except for except for what the DOJ and FBI have been doing against me for years. And again, the crimes are listed in the unsealed indictment. They're violations of the Espionage Act, willful retention of national defense uh, information, obstruction of justice, and other related crimes, okay? This is not a matter of, oh, the Presidential Records Act says it's okay. It absolutely doesn't. The Presidential Records Act says the opposite. And here's the thing with MAGA Republicans' attack on education, attack on logic. You know, they'll say things like, the Clinton's socks case says it so. And because, I guess, you know, they assume their followers are not going to actually read case law or they're not going to try to follow what actual precedent is or even what precedent means, they cite some bogus case that was a totally frivolous case brought by someone who's not a lawyer but who advises Donald Trump on legal stuff, a guy by the name of Tom Fitton, who tried to sue the National Archives to get Bill Clinton's notes in connection with an autobiography that Bill Clinton was writing like 12 years earlier. And the issue ultimately was those notes, not nuclear codes, not classified information, not sensitive compartmented information, not government records, those notes for Bill Clinton's autobiography had previously been determined that those were his own personal records. Okay, The case involved, one, whether a private citizen like a Tom Fitton could even sue the archives in the first place. And the federal court said, no, you can't sue. Uh, you don't have you don't have any jurisdiction over this case at all. You don't have any standing, rather, for you to sue. And the court doesn't have any jurisdiction to even hear this in the first place. And in any event, these are personal records of Bill Clinton, not actually government records. So Donald Trump is not what he's claiming that the classified records are his own personal records. No, his lawyers have said the opposite of that in the filings. Here's another uh, post that uh, he made, and I'll read just a few more here. He goes, for the purpose of fighting the greatest witch hunt of all time, now moving to the Florida courts, I will be represented by Todd Blanche Esquire and a firm to be named later. I want to thank Jim Trusty and John Rowley for their work, but they were up against a very dishonest, corrupt, evil, and sick group of people, the likes of which has not been seen before. We will be announcing additional lawyers in the coming days. When will Joe Biden be indicted for his many crimes against our nation? MAGA! exclamation point. Again, the rantings and ravings of a lunatic there. He almost makes it seem like he fired Jim Trusty and John Rowley. Jim Trusty and John Rowley, after this message was posted, said that they actually resigned from the legal team. But they also gave a BS reason. They claim they resigned because the case was now in Miami in Florida federal court and they don't practice there. That makes no sense because Todd Blanche, the lawyer who Donald Trump says is now leading the team, is a Wall Street lawyer, white collar lawyer from New York who I don't even believe is licensed in Florida, but in any event, his main practice area is New York. And also, Jim Trusty previously did cases for Donald Trump in Florida and argued before the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. So just a ton of BS right there, and there's definitely more to them leaving. They probably are just rats fleeing the sinking ship. And then Donald Trump writes, I have just learned that the thugs 
from the Department of Injustice will be indicting a wonderful man, Walt Nauta, a member of the U.S. Navy who served proudly with me in the White House, retired as senior chief, and then transitioned into private life as a personal aide. He has done a fantastic job. They are trying to destroy his life, like the lives of so many others, hoping that he will say bad things about Trump. He is strong, brave, and a great patriot. The FBI and DOJ are corrupt. No, it's all projection. You are absolutely corrupt. We have all the text messages sent by Walt Nauta. We have the photographs of Walt Nauta. You know, all those photos in the unsealed indictment of the uh, classified documents in the bathroom, inside the shower, in the auditorium, all over the floor. Those were actually taken by Walt Nauta, who communicated not just with other employees, but people in your family who talked about how you wanted to cherry pick and take documents with you when you traveled and how you were obstructing justice. And Walt Nauta originally lied to the Department of Justice um, in statements that he made to them in the FBI saying that all um, that he has no role whatsoever in moving documents. He has no clue anything about the classified records. And not only that, but he had inextricably the he was inextricably intertwined in Donald Trump's obstruction. He was clearly a co-conspirator. He was the one involved moving everything and talking to everybody about moving anything. So, no, that is a crime. You know, the thug is you. You are the thugs. And the other thugs you try to inspire is your thuggish MAGA Republican movement, a, a movement that champions criminality. This is about law and order, okay? This is about justice, and you are someone who violates the law each and every day. The only people who politicize this are people who say that you should be treated like you are above the law. Following the law is not politicizing at all. That is exactly what our justice system is supposed to do. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your awesome support. Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch and wherever you get audio podcasts, subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast and have a great day. Lock him up! Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new Indictment season t-shirt. It allows me to make a clip. That was a good part. Uh, It allows me to make it. Oh, it doesn't allow me to make a clip. But you don't have that function on this video. I wanted to make a clip, but you didn't specify that function on this video. the shorts man videos look at this guess he hasn't made second one yet Corrupt Clarence Thomas misses financial disclosure deadline. Ha <laughs> ha.
Is Michael Popak Legal AF with a hot take that's going to update you on Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito and financial reporting required under new ethics laws since March. They're already late. They're already late in filing their disclosure forms, listing all of their financial entanglements, any royalties, any reimbursements, any gifts. We know why Clarence Thomas is dragging his feet because of the intense scrutiny that's on him right now. Uh Uh-huh. The screw is being put to him right now by reporting of his close personal relationship, one that is supremely lucrative to uh, Clarence Thomas. Looks like he's in the back pocket based on the financial data of one Harlan Crow, of Trammell Crow. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of gifts, tuition hundreds, for, hundreds for of uh, dollars. members of his family. Millions. Crow buying three kind of worthless pieces in of property unreported from, um clarence thomas worth again millions of dollars harlan crow donating five hundred thousand dollars to um jenny thomas's at the par- at the time tea party movement uh foundation and all of that now he's required since march to file his disclosure form we have nine supreme court justices every one of them has now filed theirs i'll talk about some of the interesting tidbits and some amendments to the financial statements of individual um, members of the Supreme Court, but two are missing. The two (laughs) architects of the Dobbs decision, the two two votes instrumental in ripping away a woman's right to choose can't find the time to make on deadline their financial disclosures. We know where Sam Alito was and we'll have to to disclose because right after the Dobbs decision, Ripping away for the first time in the history of America a constitutional right that had been given and taking it away from women, in this case, and their right to choose. He went to, um, he went to Rome on the dime of the University of Notre Dame and had a black tie affair, sort of joking and mocking uh, foreign leaders uh, to support his decision in the Dobbs decision, taking away a woman's right to choose. I guess it was really funny over there. You had to be there, I guess. Really funny in the room as Notre Dame is paying the freight and he thought the prying eyes of the media from the United States wasn't there. He could crack a few jokes and crack wise about what he had accomplished. Yet he hasn't gotten around to disclosing that or how many other trips or entanglements with the Federalist Society or other right wing MAGA donors he may have, including number that he's been accused of, like going to dinner with uh, the Christian right and leaking information about uh impending decisions that sam alito he gets a 90-day extension this is fourth time in four years he's gotten a 90-day extension and now clarence thomas who i'm sure is quaking in whatever boots he wears about also making this disclosure this new disclosure because that one's going to go on for pages because we now know from pro pro publica that he is taking, he's taken hundreds of thousands, up to millions of dollars from Harlan Crow, none of which has ever been disclosed in prior filings. He can't wiggle his way out of it now. He is required, chapter and verse, to disclose all of the money that he's that he has uh, obtained or benefits that he's obtained from Harlan Crow and others. And Jenny Thomas, t- uh, Jenny Thomas, by extension, if that money ended up in Clarence Thomas's purse then it would have to be disclosed so 
with the searing um, pressure on the Supreme Court Justice. Seven took it seriously, and two are looking for the exit on how to get out from under this. I assume they've, they've hired lawyers who are experts in financial disclosure as it relates to the ethics of judges, and they're getting guidance about how best to, let's just call it wordsmith, the language of their disclosures. Um, the other seven was, you know, some interesting things that got picked up. You found out that uh, a number of them have uh, book deals and royalties that get paid to them. Um, Justice Kagan is so ethical that she felt it necessary to amend her disclosures to reveal the small piece of real estate that she owns and earns some money from. It is a parking space that she values at fifteen to fifty thousand dollars, somewhere between there, and that she gets about two grand a year in uh, rental. But she listed it. You listening to this, Clarence Thomas? She listed a parking space that she owns and amended her pleading, amended her financial disclosure. Um, the most heartwarming disclosures were was Kentonji Brown Jackson. She got a $1,200 floral bouquet, floral arrangement from Oprah, and she listed it as Oprah floral arrangement, $1,200. And when she was on the cover or in the inside of Vogue magazine, she wore a dress and a pair of shoes. They let her keep it, and she listed that. Uh, that's about it uh, for Kentonji Brown Jackson. The rest of them just disclosed, you know, like Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, that, you know, when they're not toiling away as Supreme Court justices, they're lining their pockets with money that's provided to them by super right-wing, ultra-conservative law schools like George Mason University and the Antonin Scalia School. And they take, um, you know, trips throughout Italy, uh, allegedly on a teaching junket, um, and get reimbursed that way, and that's all listed. John Roberts, the chief judge, who's constantly refusing to have any kind of ethics laws uh, or code of conduct applied to the Supreme Court, usually with some version of the refrain, we don't need a code of ethics, we're the Supreme Court. Sort of begs the question, but we'll leave it at that. He amended his, his financial disclosure statements to finally disclose more fully how much money his wife gets from her recruiting firm headhunting firm that puts lawyers at major law firms, many of them that end up in front of the Supreme Court. Hear that, Clarence Thomas? He listed his wife's sources of income. Are you going to do that for Jenny Thomas? Are you going to list all the crackpot foundations and political action committees and other centers, legal centers that she's a part of, that she founded, that she gets money from, that have business before the court that you sit on? Are we going to see that in your new disclosure? Are you going to finally come clean, I guess, is the question. Or are you going to still try to get away with how figuring out how little you can provide in terms of transparency and get away with it? I mean, that's been how you got on the court. So it wouldn't shock me now, 30, 35 years later, if that's your approach to your financial disclosure. Um, same with Sam Alito. You talk, you talk tough. You're a big talker, Justice Alito, when you're abroad and in the company of like-minded people, or so you think, until that speech leaks out. Let's see what you list and where your financial entanglements lie. But we'll have to wait longer, another 90 days, because those two got extensions while the other seven figured out a way to properly disclose their finances. Here's another tip. Try not to have shady entanglements or ones that give you the appearance of impropriety, and you won't have a problem filling out your form.
Try that next time. It's that kind of common sense analysis and approach that I try to bring to every hot take only on the Midas Touch Network. I do them about every day. I sit, I'm a practicing attorney, 32 years trial lawyer. I sit at the intersection of law and politics and comment on it, explain it to you in a way that I think you, you can gain some meaning from it. Uh, if you like what I'm doing, give me a thumbs up on this particular uh, video, this hot take. It helps with the content and the, and the quality and the quantity of what I bring. And uh, we curate the best of these stories on Wednesdays and Saturdays on a podcast on the, on the Midas Touch Network, also called Legal AF. And you can follow me, Michael Popak, on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.